In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what His body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on life-changing talk radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm Director of Ministry Relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you all to today's radio broadcast. Thank you for being with us. Folks, I know this. I know it. I am not giving you, I am not making news for you when I tell you That in life, we face obstacles, things that happen. Some we are prepared for, others catch us by surprise. COVID-19 is one of those that we did not see coming. This time last year, we hadn't heard of the phrase social distancing. We didn't have masks in our possession so we could use them when leaving our homes. Wow, what a difference a year makes. And not for me, probably not for you, in a good way, but it has happened, and the church has responded, praise God. Joining us today are two individuals who are leading a local church's effort to respond to the community's needs in the midst of this pandemic, so we're going to talk about that today, and of course, y'all know the drill. To get us going, to get us started, my good friend, my good body, um, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Good to see you, friend, virtually. Hey, good. Yeah, good to see you because we're doing this show, so to speak, social distancing as well. Uh, You're there in your home office. Uh, I'm here in my home office. Usually we gather together at the WAVA studios, uh, but we're not able to do that. But I will say this about my home office compared to the WAVA studios. You ready for this, Dennis? Tell me, brother. The snacks are a whole lot. The snacks are a whole lot better in my home office than at the WAVA studios. I'm just Man, saying, I know they're just that's a lot true. better. I know they're just a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think in the midst of this pandemic, many of us are trying to find little glimmers of hope. Whether it's something as as dumb or stupid as better snacks, or something much more significant about bringing the hope of Jesus Christ through physically uh, providing items and those sort of things for people in need. And so um, welcome back to the show today. Uh, someone who's been on the show before, both people have actually been on the show separately, though, earlier on. We have uh, in studio sort of virtually with us today, Pastor Clancy Nixon and Patricia Phillips. Let me tell you a little bit about them, if I can. Pastor Clancy grew up in a secular home, uh, and he came to Christ as a teenager at Calvary Camp in Conneaut, Ohio. However, at the time, he wasn't discipled, so that when he went uh, to college, he walked away from Christ at that moment. But he spent nine years after that living a secular life until later on at the age of 26, he came back to understanding what it meant to live and to follow Jesus Christ. So in 1992, while he was a layman and a volunteer youth leader at Church of the Apostles in Fairfax, Clancy sensed that God was calling him to be a church planner. So in 1998, he was ordained. He began to serve at Truro Church in Fairfax. Uh, And then eventually he and his wife uh, in the year 2000, planted a church right there in their living room with 10 people that's come to be known as the Church of the Holy Spirit in Leesburg. He stayed there for 20 years. Uh, The church has grown to include many ministries, uh, both locally and abroad. 
Uh, he uh, is uh, skilled in being a healing ministry trainer, a church planning coach, and a mentor of leaders. As well, uh, Patricia Phillips uh, is joining us. Uh, she is good friends, partners, co-church worker with Clancy, and she is the coordinator there at the Church of the Holy Spirit of a ministry that has been named Mask Maker, Mask Maker Ministry. For those of you who may be a little bit more old school and you know Fiddler on the Roof, maybe you're singing Matchmaker, Matchmaker. If you're singing that, they have done their job in naming this so you can remember it. Uh, in fact, you're going to be able to get some more information about the Mask Maker, Mask Maker in, uh, ministry by going to a website, maskmakermaskmaker.org. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Hey, so, Brian. Uh, welcome back. Hey, Brian. Yes. Can I just interrupt you? Because I just very quickly, I have to say this, man. Pastor Clancy, I think I don't remember if I knew this or not, um, but Brian just reminded me you're, you were in Conneaut, Ohio. That's right. Well, let me tell you something, man. One of my twin daughters, I have identical twin daughters. One of them's name is Emily. Emily and her husband are live in Conneaut, Ohio, and they own a bagel shop, JT's Bagels, in Conneaut, Ohio, man. And when Brian said that, I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to tell him that, man. There you go. <laughs> That's great. We could all use a good bagel in the midst of this, right? <laughs> now, Clancy, uh, Clancy, you and I, you and I know each other fairly well. We actually, uh, One Heart DC is a, a co-sponsor of Good News for the City, and we we're in a pastoral cohort together. Uh, the the churches we have the privilege of pastoring, um, they're probably maybe six, seven miles away from each other, not real far. I'm in Ashburn, Virginia. You're in Leesburg, so I've had a chance to know you for years now and what's happening there at the Church of the Holy Spirit in Leesburg. But maybe not everyone knows what I know. I'm assuming they don't. So share a little bit about someone uh, who, for someone who may be listening uh, to you about what the Church of the Holy Spirit's about and the work that's happening there. Thanks, Brian. Uh, so oh, Church of the Holy Spirit is a multicultural, mid-sized Anglican church in Leesburg. Um, and uh, uh, we focus on discipling our own people to look more like Jesus through small groups and mentoring and on serving our community in practical ways like feeding the needy and mask making in a variety of ways. Uh, one of the things that we do is we have a ongoing ministry of church planting. I coach church planters, but we also raise up uh, churches from within our uh, own ministry. We sent out in 2018 uh, 10 families and a full-time pastor to plant Church of the Ascension in the panhandle of West Virginia, and that's thriving. So um, we're, uh, we're a loving church. You know, our, um, what we say is that uh, we're inviting people. Our mission is to invite people to experience God's love and power. So yeah. we, we're, people, people get it that we love them, uh, you, you know, you come to a, a smaller church and uh, you can't really hide, you know, <laughs> and that's that's one of the nice things about it is that people know your name and uh, they feel loved. And also, we believe that God moves in power today. So we pray all the time and we see God do mighty things. Yeah, I mentioned just a second ago that this isn't your first time on the show with us. And last time that you joined us, we focus a lot about the power of the Holy Spirit and what he can still do today. And specifically, we talked about the thriving healing ministry uh, at Church of the Holy Spirit there in Leesburg. And, and while that's not really the whole point of this discussion today, it, it would be weird not to talk about the reality that the Holy Spirit can still do amazing things and heal, even in the midst of this COVID-19 outbreak and pandemic. How have you seen um, 
the supernatural, the Holy Spirit manifest himself in the midst of some of these things. Wow. Um, well, I can say quite honestly, that on a weekly basis, there isn't a week that goes by that I don't hear some testimony of someone being healed, either uh, physically healed or emotionally healed or spiritually healed um, uh, through our different ministries. Um, and it's, it's not that like this is all we do as our church is a healing ministry. No, I just believe it's a part of sanctification. It's a part of uh, growing to look more like Jesus and do the kind of things that he did. Uh, and uh, it's a, a part of the maturation process when we, when we actually address the traumas and the, uh, the ungodly belief systems in our past, uh, then we can come into the fullness of who God wants us to be. So um, there's a variety of things. So we've seen people healed of fourth stage cancer, completely healed. We've seen people healed of severe PTSD. You remember uh, when uh, my assistant Monica came on the show with us a year ago, right? She gave her testimony of being healed from that. And she's uh, just a, such a trophy of God's grace of substance abuse, addictions, a variety of things. Yeah. Well, you talk about this idea that uh, sanctification is a really big theological word that we learn sometimes in, uh, in churches, but maybe a simple way to say it is as we live, to look and act more and more like Jesus looked and act in day in and day life. And, and one of the things that it is to be sanctified, to look more like Jesus, is to respond to need the way Jesus responded to need. While he was here on this earth, he was always responding to need. And he was doing it, uh, frankly, in a whole lot of ways during that time in that culture that was very creative. And in this particular COVID-19, and Patricia, I want to turn to you now if I can, outbreak, uh, we have seen churches and ministries respond in in creative ways uh church of the holy spirit specifically just started that new ministry called mass maker mass maker uh could you kind of share us a little bit uh with our listeners the thought behind starting that ministry uh and a little bit about how it functions and how you pull it off uh yes glad to do so uh, i have to credit pastor clancy for his foresight because he understood that masks were a valuable uh protective preventative measure um, before the government um, uh, directed that it was worthwhile. And uh, mm. so we were kind of uh, preparing for this before the word came down. Um, so that was um, uh, really a um, answer to prayer, I think, answer to Clancy's yeah. prayers on how to serve, recognizing that uh, people in our own congregation were bound to come down. Someone would be coming down with COVID uh, sooner or later, and they would need a way to protect themselves and their family they're caregivers. So that was kind of the genesis behind it. So what is it like? What does Mask Maker, Mask Maker do? Uh, is it just making masks, and which saying just is the wrong way to say that, but is that the single focus of it, or are you uh, doing more stuff with it? Help people understand exactly what it is. Well, it, there are a few logistics with it. It is a matchmaking process in terms of matching up the people who've requested and need a mask with the people who mm. have the skill and talent and, and the supplies to make masks. Um, so that's just kind of the logistics part of it. The other idea, of course, is to just use that as an opportunity to meet needs, to build relationships, um, to um, uh, kind of sow the seed um, or, or re uh, rather um, prepare the, the ground for sharing the gospel later on. Yeah. and, and 
the longer this goes on, and none of us really knows how long it's going to go uh, on, we, we seem more and more and more to become accustomed, so to speak, to a new normal. Uh, specifically, this idea of wearing masks. When this whole started, we know we'd go out, we wouldn't see anyone wear a mask. And now, uh, at least where I particularly happen to live, it seems like there's a whole lot more people that are wearing masks uh, and very few that aren't. And um, at first, when you think about making a mask, it's through a natural lens. It's just a pretty practical thing to do. And there's nothing wrong with doing practical things. But how have you seen it, Patricia or Clancy, either one of you uh, could answer and jump in on this, use that very practical, natural thing that's needed to go beyond just a one-moment connection to maybe a deeper connection or a deeper opportunity for the church to show people the truth about Jesus? Well, I think one of the ways um, someone had, a couple of people actually have offered to pay for the masks. And we've said, oh, no, no, this is, you know, we want to help. This is a need. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we want to fulfill that need um, without compensation. Yeah. And, and in life, there doesn't seem to be like there's anything in life that's for free. Uh, but if there's one thing for free, uh, besides these masters trying to pass out, it's what we remember, Clancy, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Uh, it, it's free to us, very costly to Jesus Christ, but by grace. And does that sort of open up a conversation sometimes? Sometimes it does. Um, the, the, uh, the, the reality is we, we've only been up online for two weeks with this, so we're still mm -hmm. at the beginning. We've already had hundreds of requests for masks, literally hundreds. Yeah. Uh, and so we're recruiting uh, people to make them. Uh, I wish I had uh, several masks that I could hand out every day uh, when I go to the store. My wife was at the store, the grocery store, uh, noticed that some of the checkout people uh, had masks and some didn't. And her uh, checkout uh, lady didn't have a mask. And so she offered her one. And uh, so she gave him. And so this is you know, this is called a strategic shopping. You know, you, you go to the store and you always go to the same lane so you can get to know the person in the checkout line and build a relationship and over time. So, you know, with the Lighthouse um, method of evangelism, it's prayer, care, and share, right? So this is just one little piece in a long process of helping people to see that Jesus loves them is through this practical gesture of kindness to, to meet this practical need. Yeah. And, and as I just mentioned that, you know, this has become the new normal, but to become a new normal, that means uh, a previous normal has to be interrupted. Uh, and clearly uh, all of our previous normals are interrupted. That's why we're recording this show in the way that we're recording this show. We can't go back to the routine we used to have. And no one really knows whether or not it's ever going to go back to looking like it was before. We can't predict that. But in the midst of what we have, uh, Clancy, how have you uh, been able, at their Church Holy Spirit, been able to connect um, with your congregation, but maybe not just your congregation? I love that story to share with, about your wife, about uh, connecting with someone at a, uh, at a grocery store who's helping you check out your groceries, to be able to feed them and help them know about hope and Jesus Christ in the midst of this, but also encourage people and guide them through the midst of all kinds of changes. Well, um, that's a tall order, but, um, you know, like, like, 
one of the things that's happening that's really good, Brian, I mean, you and I uh, meet monthly uh, with a local pastors group, right? But, um, but now I'm meeting with pastors much more frequently because we don't know how to do this. There's no playbook. So we're all sharing ideas and we're all helping one another. And it's the same thing with the people in our congregations. They don't know how to manage. And so we're communicating far more regularly. There's lots more Mm. emails. There's lots more phone calls. Uh, We've beefed up our pastoral care calling team so that we make sure everyone in the church is getting a phone call. Um, You know, many people are experiencing even greater connection with the body and they're meeting people in the church that they did not know before because they're calling or they're receiving calls. Uh, so there's a variety of ways. Um, you know, uh, one of the things is, uh, w- like many churches, we have a benevolence fund. And, of course, there's unemployment now that's, that's increasing. And so our people are in need just like everyone else's. So uh, we, we're communicating that we, we have funds available to people in our church. We're also um, helping out with Tree of Life, that marvelous ministry uh, in Percival and Leesburg that feeds uh, needy people. So there's, there's so many different ways. But uh, in terms of my messaging, Brian, uh, I'm, I'm giving people basically four things. Number one, God's got this. So trust yeah. him. Right? Number two... Uh, get right with God, okay? <laughs> Look, uh, if, if we ever needed a reminder of our own mortality, this is it. So repent, get right with God. Hmm? Number three, practice safe behaviors, but stay connected to one another. And number four, now is a great time to reach out to our neighbors who are fearful. Actually, this is a time the church can shine. Just like the church shun in the third century during the plague uh, under the emperor uh, Antony. Uh, while the rich people were fleeing the cities because they they got it, that if they hung around, they're more likely to get sick, the Christians actually ran to the city. And they cared for people. They did palliative care. And they called it hospice in those days. And that was was the genesis of what we know as a modern hospital, is Christians loving people who were sick at risk to themselves. Yeah, and in many ways, Patricia, that's what mask maker, mask maker is doing. Uh, is there is providing this opportunity and as well as it, it's running in, in a very tangible way to to people who find themselves in need. Uh, as Clarence already mentioned, maybe you've only been up a, a few weeks, but even in being up in those few weeks, have you already begun to see stories of maybe an individual or a family who that when they received this mask or when they see this, that it just it, you could tell it made a significant difference in their life. Well. Definitely, people are very appreciative of masks. Um, One of our volunteers commented she feels a little more like the Easter Bunny and leaving Mm -hmm. the mask on someone's doorstep and running away. And so there's not always a chance to to interact. Um, Mm -hmm. But absolutely, I mean, there was a family in our church where uh, the dad had come down with with the virus and um, the family needed masks. Um, and it yeah. was also, it's, it's a great blessing to the people who make masks because the people who have that skill are not the ones who are the, um, the evangelists and volunteers maybe going out and uh, helping at the county fair and the like. So it's, it's a great way for people with different skill sets to minister. Yeah. And Clancy, that's a good reminder that Patricia's making that God has made us all different and, He's given us different gifts and different talents and skills and, and spiritual uh, gifts, I guess is another way to say it, um, that not everyone has. And this COVID-19 scenario 
creates an opportunity for all of those to be working in different ways. Maybe someone's listening today and, and they, they want to make a difference in the community and, you know, they're not very handy. Making masks is not their thing. I would say that would not be my thing. No one would be safe with a mask that I made, but maybe it's providing a meal or something like that. How would you encourage them to step out in the way they've been made by God, sort of roll up their sleeves and get working? That's a great question, Brian. Um, and, uh, you know, the Bible says that we're all called to serve, right? We're all servants. Jesus was our example when he washed his, his disciples' feet. He says, do like I did, okay? So we're all to serve, but we don't all have the same gifts. If you don't know how to serve and you're wondering how to do it, I've got a couple of suggestions for you. First, call your pastor. That's what we're for. We want to actually get you involved in ministry. Uh, I'm delighted to get phone calls like that. Those are some of my favorite calls. And uh, uh, your pastor can talk with you about your preferences, your gifts, your talents, your, and the amount of time that you have. Uh, we offer a class at our church called Network. It's done by the Willow Creek Association. Very great uh, spiritual gift identification class to help people understand uh, where they can uh, most effectively serve. But uh, so, so talk to people in your church. The other thing is talk to people on your street. You know, we're, we, just because... Um, we, we're uh, staying at home doesn't mean we can't have conversation with people across the fence. And, uh, you know, your neighbors, they've got some great ideas if you don't know. But the point is, all you need to do is to join God in what he's already doing. Um, and, uh, and also you can be creative. Uh, and I encourage people to do that, just to pray and talk to other people. Just get started. We just started this, this ministry, and it's still very small. But I think God's pleading yeah. for the start. Well, speaking of prayer, uh, I think it only be appropriate if we just took maybe a minute or so right now. And, and Pastor Clancy, can could I ask you to pray uh, for people maybe who are dealing with COVID nineteen and they're losing hope or need to know the truth about Jesus or or whatever it might be, whatever God lays in your heart, and just take a moment and pray for them to to receive the healing, whatever type may be that they that they should be receiving. I'd be delighted. Let's pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. God, we need your help. Some of us are sick. Others are caring for the sick. Others have lost income and lost jobs. Some have lost loved ones. Many people are fearful and lonely. So in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, we pray protection from the coronavirus for all who are well. We pray complete healing and restoration for all who've been infected. We pray strength and patience for all who care for the sick and comfort for all who are grieving their own losses. Lord, encourage all who intercede. Answer our prayers for healing, we pray. Guide our leaders in government, business, and church. They can find the balance that they need. Give, give them wisdom, Lord, to guide us through this uncertain time. Lord, we choose to trust in you. We know you've got a great plan for us, and we trust that even though we don't understand it, that you're in control and that you will care for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen and amen thank you yeah that was fantastic you guys i i have uh, uh we were on a call we were on a, a zoom meeting just prior to you guys coming and and the in the guy we were interviewing um was going to his office in dc actually had to had to uh um, wear a mask into his office and then we're going to do maskmaker maskmaker.org at our next at our next interview so it's very cool how god worked this out by the way um, through through some of us. And so thank you so much. I mean, it's just, a, it really is a big deal. 
And thank you for the prayer, brother. It's just been so interesting and in what you guys are doing. Hey, folks, if you're listening, I want to give you a couple of websites. Um, HolySpiritLeesburg.org. That's HolySpiritLeesburg.org. And you can talk to Pastor Clancy, get in touch with him. Also, um, the, the new ministry that they have been doing, which is a, an amazing ministry right now, MaskMakerMaskMaker.org. You heard it right, MaskMakerMaskMaker.org. And, uh, and you can get involved with that or get a need field filled, as a matter of fact. Also, if you'd like to hear this again, you can go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com or wava.com. Put in the keyword good news and look under our podcast and you can get it. If you'd like to talk to me, um, even though I'm not in the radio station, we're not allowed to be there right now, but um, I certainly get all my calls over email. So 703-807-2266. Again, 703 703- 807-2266. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Patricia, Pastor Clancy, Brian, God bless you, man. Thank you all. Hey, we'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.